You're listening to The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. Strut Nation, Teal Nation. This is Chili welcoming you to another exciting edition of the Strut. Our shots are 4-0. We just enjoyed a big victory on a Thursday night against Georgia State, 41-24. We're going to go through and talk about that game as usual. We're going to look around the Sun Belt like we always do. And then we're going to look ahead to uh, what TD is calling my personal lather game. More about that as we get into the episode. So sit back and enjoy Strut Nation, Teal Nation. You're listening to The Strut. Uh, oh, time out. Is there back? Y'all hear background TV noise or something? Radio, TV, or is there? I hear something. I'm outside. It might be my TV. Hold on. I, I just, man, it was, when we all got quiet, I didn't hear it until we all got quiet. And then once we got quiet, I went, man, y'all hear that? that? Joe's watching Matlock. Uh, Joe, he didn't, I, he didn't Joe, hear that. Joe, I, I didn't mess up you recording your soaps, did I? No. He's watching no, the I, I think my wife's watching some cooking show, I think. Well, I didn't I didn't even hear it while we were talking, and then as soon as we went dead silent, I went. Yeah, it's, this this microphone can pick up. Hey, that's a good thing, man. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. Can y'all pick up can y'all pick up the crickets? Nope. No, nah, we're fine. We're, we're right. good. Here we go. All right, five. T D. Informational Joseph, Strut Nation, Teal Nation, welcome to 54 minutes of the 4-0 from Atlanta we roll. Panthers defense is too slow. Rolling back to Conway, defense specializes in takeaways. Georgia State might as well play croquet. Southern is coming. With drinks, their lips are numbing. On the top of a bus, seeking to ride their thumbing. Strut Nation, is time to gather. Chili's worked up in a lather 2-3-4 hut. You're listening to the Strut. This week's episode TD brought to you by the Alumni Association is entitled The Super Bowl 2. Oh, man. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another edition of the Strut Podcast, Season 2, Episode 
10, 11, seven? or 12, seven? something like that. Are we, are we seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there? We'll have to get I'll, that. I'll have the marketing department look that up for us. Yeah, well, yeah we'll get the uh, marketing department look that up. Uh, I tell you what, boys, the week that was, um, it was, Joe, love to get your, your feelings on it logistically, but, you know, I, I like Thursday night away games. I like Thursday night away games, but uh, we always talk about the week that was. The week that was for my family was great. Um, took Maddox down there hunting. Um, kids, Addison and Paxton had a good week, Kim had a good week, but gentlemen, how was your week? I had a great week. Went to ATL, got a win, came home, had a weekend at the house. Good always to have a good Saturday. Got some stuff done, spent some time with the family. It was nice. It was really good. At 4-0, it felt even better. 4-0, so How baby. bad is that view, <clears throat> excuse me, at Georgia State? You got the 11 uh, guys going away from you or coming towards you. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're behind home plate. We're in the Skip Carey Memorial press box at what was known as Turner Field. And uh, it's, you know, when when they're, when, when the action is headed away into center field, it's just a crapshoot. I mean, it really is. I mean, the only time you have a good view is kind of when, you know, they're, they're about the 30 coming in towards us. That that way you can kind of see everybody. I mean, it. but other than that, it's just a – it's a nightmare. I don't know why they don't – I don't know. That's Georgia State's deal. They, they, they ought to do something, but they don't. Anyway. We won. Well, we three or three and zero at that spot. So that's that's all I know. Uh, you know, hey, it, it, as Coach Chatwell said, you can't spell teal without an A T and an L. So that's right. Hey, let me tell you something. That uh, that meme with the Waffle House was great too, man. Mm-hmm. That 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 crowd inside that uh, op building over there, buddy. They 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 know what they're doing, man. But Joe, that's I listening to the show. I mean, listen to this in uh, the game. You know, listen to you and as Chili calls it strut style so i was we were strutting on uh thursday night after that squall line came through here and i mean almost blew everything underneath my carport away but listening to you call it there were a couple times you could always tell when the team was coming towards you you and lane were 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 better at being able to to see it and i it had to because like and by the way everybody listening this is in no way zero criticism on joe it is though criticism on the fact that Georgia State, after having that stadium now for almost what three, four, five years, you tell me they can't set up the opposing team's radio broadcasting team better than that because you, as good as you are, which you're great, man. You and Lane are a great team, and Joe. I mean, it, it going away, y'all struggle. God bless. I don't know how you got so close. There were times where you were like, I think he got it, and there were times that he did, but. It had to have been a struggle, man. I could tell it was struggling, y'all. And it and I could tell by the end of the damn game, you were like, This is aggravating, man. This is getting really aggravating because I can't broadcast the game. I could for those that don't know, I could tell there was a sense of that and uh was it whose whose feed up to y'all was bad? Not the ref was it the ref feed or was it No, uh, that's Chris Bergen on the sideline because the they, sideline, they, yeah. they 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 there was a whole bunch of wireless there a whole lot whole lot of wireless issues going on right there. And we couldn't punch down at the sideline. He could hear us, but he could not communicate with a wireless microphone. So, so was he on was he on the phone? We had to put a cell phone up and and take it through a take it through a live mic up to uh up to Joe Katz behind us in the booth engineering things. I mean you gotta do what you gotta do to get audio. So that's the only way we can get audio. And it, yeah, we you know, know how it wasn't the best, like but it worked, audio. you know? Yeah, man. What'd you say, Chili? I said, we know how Joe feels about good audio. <laughs> well, 
that I'm like I, Ken I Dorsey, right? If I don't have good audio, I'm like I'm like Ken Dorsey, the OC for the Bills. <laughs> well, they couldn't get the snap off. <laughs> that was an awesome oh, video. Oh man. Hey, I love the meme off of that though. I know we're getting a little bit of a little bit of a little rabbit hole, but the, the memes out of that is is you know, I saw one when you when you when you've called up your daughter well, you've not called when you've told your kids to clean their room or call your daughter or son up to clean their room and you walk up there and they haven't to uh when they when you order a cheeseburger and they forget to put the pickles on it or they add onions and it's like dude the meat the the joke the posts are getting better and better I, I got one for you i got one when one of chili students is told to put their phone away and that's how they act <laughs> see joe i was gonna say this is how you act when you lose at home to james madison oh, oh. Speaking of that, let's go around the belt, TD. What do you Great think? Great segue. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> so, hey, let's start. Can we start somewhere different, though? What you got? Can we, can, we, you know, can we start around the belt, but can we start way west? Can we stay way west with the Battle of Louisiana, Louisiana versus the Warhawks or the fighting, duck, the fighting Duck Calls? So we'll go in reverse because it's more fun. Um <laughs> Monroe, 21, Louisiana, 17, Southern Miss, Act 27, proud. Tulane, 24, Texas State, 34, <laughs> Houston <laughs> Christian, 0, Troy, 16, Marshall, 7. No one called that one. No. Uh, South Alabama, 38, Louisiana Tech, 14, Georgia yeah. Southern, 34, Ball State, 23, ODU, 29, Arkansas, Arkansas State, 26. Um, Thursday. The good guys, 41, Georgia State, 24. And then um, I guess it was an earlier game Saturday. Something happened up in Boone, Joe, TD. Uh, your fourth president, James Madison, on Constitution Week, set Appalachian State free from its winning ways and won 32 to 28. Did you, did you see the picture on Twitter of somebody said, James Madison even attended the game, and it was a, an older white guy with, what? I mean, he looked just like him. Like he looked just like James Madison. If he'd have been your like shortest 85. president, and that guy was a real short dude too, so that actually dude. works out. And like they scored, they, they scored to go ahead, and his reaction is just like very presidential, mm -hmm. stoic. I did like, for that dude. But dude, that was great, man. Uh, Joe, did you see that? Did you see that post about that guy? I, James I, didn't, Madison, I, I didn't see that oh, post. No. I'll find it and send it to you. It's great. There's another one like the Ken Dorsey video where. People are just post after post after post about about that. That was great. Hey, but you know what? We got good fans. Strut Nation, if you find that picture of the actual James Madison attending the game in Boone, tweet it to Joe and uh let Joe see it. Strut Nation. To. Yeah, man. So we're hey, real quick, I know we like to take just a couple, three or four to highlight. Obviously, let's start right there from the top of um James Madison, App State, 28-3, Joe's point, halftime. App State came out and executed with energy and attitude. And then let this sink in. They did not score a point the rest of the game. At home. At home. James Madison proceeded to run off, what, four touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, like. 29 to nothing run. 29 to nothing run. <laughs> they're, they, they're, they're a His hat miracle. almost fell off, Joe. Did you see that? <laughs> they're oh. a miracle. They're a miracle 
catch away from being one and three. Mm-hmm. Yep. My, just I'm saying that purposefully, taking a minute to let that just marinate for our listeners and there. I mean that they got outplayed. They got they outplayed. That's, I mean, Troy, Troy you know, outplayed them, and James Madison outplayed them. They they were shut out in three of those four quarters. I mean, they didn't score in the first quarter, first, third, and fourth quarters. Zilch. You know, no. Matt, Madison controlled the line of scrimmage. Appalachian couldn't run the ball, and they just and and I'll, I'll tell you two things real quick about what I saw. I, I wasn't I wasn't excited about Madison going for it when they had fourth down. Could have kicked a field goal, made it a seven point game late. I wasn't excited about that. But then they turned right around and got aggressive. They didn't drop back in some sort of prevent. They came after Chase Price and got after him. And they said, you know what? We're not just going to let you just go down the field. They got after him. They got aggressive, and they stopped him. They stopped him like they did the entire second half. Loved it. You know, kind kind of shocking to see that. First ever Sun Belt game, they go in there to Boone, and they were the better team, period. To Joe's point, I I hope we – I hope – if I know Chad Staggs, like we on – you know, we know him. I hope Chad and I hope others around the conference see that and say, wait a minute now. Because they – App has been fortunate of people playing the prevent late in games. And if you go back, it's interesting enough, you go back and look at some of the games they came back in outside of the A&M game, a lot of folks went prevent, which gives you to underneath. And that's what Chase Price has done really, really well this year is that five to 20 intermediate, especially when you go to prevent, Joe. I know it's long-winded on this analysis, y'all, but this is massive. They just – Troy and JMU, to Joe's point, just bestowed you the roadmap of how to beat App State in back-to-back games. Now, whether you can execute, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But they've given you the roadmap to say, okay, here you go. This is how you beat them. This is how you beat them. So, I think the other one we wanted to highlight was uh, ULM in Louisiana. Correct, yep. 21-17, Monroe over Louisiana. Yeah. I think this is what we can, we can call this weekend meltdown weekend in the Sun Belt because Louisiana's fan base and App State are ready to fire the coaches, take away scholarships <laughs> from players, tear stadiums down, paint the school a different color, all that kind of stuff, change the mascot, change their haircut, whatever. If you get on Twitter, Teal Nation, Strut Nation, just go find App State people or Louisiana people it's, it's the end times for them now. They both lost on the same weekend, and it's over. Time to get rid of the coaches. It's a dumpster fire of a program. These are quotes, TD. I know you've seen them too. I they know, are done is... with football. It's time to do whatever sport they do. Well, App State just has football. They're not good in anything else. But, I mean, let's be honest. That's really it for App State this past weekend. So, I think I like to call this meltdown weekend. What do y'all think? Is, isn't yeah. it isn't it delicious? Aren't those tears delicious? <laughs> you just you just sit back and watch a collective meltdown of the of those two fan bases in particular, and and, and nothing nothing is funnier. <laughs> it is hey, that's an evil laugh, Joe. Oh man! <laughs> so any, any, anybody hearing this, there's a rhyme and a reason. Just go back to the last two years of coastal success and having to just hear people from Louisiana to Boone just criticize and just go over the top with our fan base and what we've done for two years. And it, it, it comes a little full circle, right? I mean, here we are, 4-0, one on the covers. We haven't done anything but do our job at this point. To Chili's point, I mean, 
you go on the Sunbelt CS, C, uh, CCSN uh, blog page, you go on their own Barstool pages, you go on their, you know, the black and gold and the Cajun, you know, all those people are losing their minds. So here's a lesson, Strut Nation, Till Nation. Win, lose, or draw, the season's not over. It's not the end of the world. We're not preparing you because we're going to lose this week. It's not like that. But just learn from those fan bases. Like, don't be them. Just don't get sucked into a vortex of the world's over with. At the same time, relish in it because they freaking earned it. Both of them and, have. And my message to App State in Louisiana is it is the end of the world. It's over. You're going to just kind of just <laughs> peacefully go away. Let somebody else take it over. But you guys are done. Just go ahead and just forget about what it is that's happening ahead of you. Just let it go. Hey, that was I'll, I'll end with this on this from my perspective. I'm done. I promise. I made the two. I, I tweeted out about analysis, antics, and fragile fan bases. App State's one. Louisiana's two. App State has the most fragile fan base in the entire Sun Belt. I mean, they lose once. It's the meltdown. They lose twice. And it's canceled the season, started over. We've lost everything. They are. I mean, it is. This is the same fan base that found out we were doing an alumni event and canceled the event. This is the same fan base that has done countless other things. That, dude, I, I, I'm done with it. But the, if App State, Black and Gold Podcast, if you want to do a so, show on something, do a show on how fragile and snowflake, no pun intended, your fan base is. When it comes to football in general, Joe, Joe snowflakes because they're in the mountains. Get it? <laughs> Let's well, go around the belt this weekend. You know, th things change in college football from week to week. I tweeted this out over the weekend too, and I also wrote about something on the blog that I posted on Sunday at strutpodcast.wordpress.com. I'm not going to rehash everything I wrote, so you can go there and read it. But I think that you know things change. Two weeks ago, what was going on? Right? I mean, you had App going to Texas A&M. You had Marshall. Going there and winning, you had Marshall winning at Notre Dame. You had us squeaking by Gardner Webb, and the whole, you know, from a lot of our perspective, it's like, oh, oh you know, how, how are we ever going to compete? Well, look where we are now, you know. Look, look where things stand now. There's meltdown city across the Sun Belt, and we're sitting at four and zero and one and zero, and we look probably better than anybody else in the league this past weekend. You know, just take one week at a time, and let's see where this thing ends up. You know, we're in great shape right now. We've got a tough one coming up on Saturday, but I like where we are. You know, I really do. Let's just, Joe, let's just see where it goes. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the wins. Enjoy the wins while you get them. You know, don't win, take it, don't take tough, it too baby. seriously. Don't get wrapped around the axle about all this stuff. Enjoy it and appreciate it. Joe, let's, let's we travel around the bell. Oh, go ahead, team. Yep, let's go. Let's do it. Like, hey, we talked about it last week. Hey. Winning's hard, man. We talk about what Coach Chabot said. Winning is hard. Winning is you hard. Bet. If it was easy, Winning everybody would be doing it. Winning is hard. Well, That's for all some of our people in our league, it's about to get a little bit harder this week. So um, Georgia State will travel to West Point to take on Army. Texas State travels to James Madison. The mm. Citadel goes to App State. Boy, that'd be mm. meltdown city if they won that one. Oh. Gardner, go Bulldogs. Uh, Gardner-Webb, the running Bulldogs, go to Marshall. Georgia Southern comes to our place in the annual rain-soaked Super Bowl. South Alabama at Louisiana. Liberty versus Old Dominion for the Virginia State Championship. ULM at Arkansas State. 
and Troy goes to Western Kentucky. Interesting around the entirety of the belt here. It, it, to me, it is a bell cow type of Saturday. When I, and so you've got who's going to Western Kentucky again? Ark State? Who's that, Troy? Troy, uh, Troy is. Troy going to Western Kentucky. We need that dub for the Sun Belt. I'm interested to see what Gardner-Webb does against Marshall. Just curious. Um, the Citadel, App State. Oh, man. I, I'm, it's going to be I have, ugly. What, yeah, but is it, though? Yeah, it will be. Uh, yeah, but they still run the triple option, right? They uh, Look, man. It's, 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 it's not good. Let me tell you something. It's the opposite of great. Let me tell you something. Let it be like 20 to 7 or 20 to 9 or something like that at halftime. And that fan base has had to kick a couple field goals and they didn't punch it. Let, let it kind of fester like that for a half. Then, then you start talking about some serious issues. But let's let's go one by one again like we always do with any kind of – I just – those things stand out to me. I'm just interested to see also, too, how Georgia State and Army play each other considering those are – direct opponents that we've played. I'm interested to see how that game turns out. So you want to go through real quick, rapid fire, like we always do? Yeah. Uh, Georgia State at Army. I've got Army. This is a must win for Georgia State. I mean, this is a must win. They've got to win. If they have any hope in a bowl, given who they have coming up, this is a must win for them. I think think they're going to get off the deck. I'm going to go with them in this one. Army. Texas State travels to James Madison. I'm going to go with Mr. Madison. Me too. Yep. Dukes. The Citadel at App State. I'm going to pull for the Citadel, as we all are. But um, I'm afraid the Mountaineers are going to win that one. I think so too. I'm going to go. I'm going to go App State over El Cid. Yet, I think there'll be some first half struggle for App State. They better not turn it over. Don't turn it over, App State. That's reverse psychology. Gardner-Webb at Marshall. 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 Georgia Southern at the good guys. I'm going Coastal. Yep. Uh, Coastal coastal. podcast. You should pick Coastal. Yes. Um, South Alabama at Louisiana. I'm going South Alabama. I'm going South Al too, man. Me too. I I, I wish I thought about the beginning of the year, man. That crowd is playing up the standards. Raging Cajuns are not raging anymore. Mm. Thank you. Liberty at Old Dominion. I'm pulling for the conference in this one, but I think this is going to be a good ball game. I think I think this may be one that easily one of the best ones. We're all more all monarchs this weekend. I'm going monarchs. Indeed. Yeah, I'm going ODU because I'll be damned if I'm cheering for Liberty in any way. Ain't picking it. Uh oh. Oh, Joe's got one too. Um, (laughs) ULM at Arkansas State. I'm going to go ULM. I'm a Bowden believer. I'm gonna I'm, tell you what, guys. We, we we go there. We go there in a week. If they win that game, that'll be two big ones in a row. We go to their place. That you know, this won't be the ULM that we faced last year. No, nope. I'm gonna I'm go ULM in this one. Actually, I tell you Man. what. Give, give me Arch State. Give me Arch State. Uh, something. Give, give me Arch State at home. Tiebreaker. He almost give me Arch State at home. I take Arch State again. Look at that. TD. No, no, you, you saw my that. bait. You saw my. You saw my. No, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Um, I almost did because I I watched Ark State ODU, and I've seen ODU now play some quality teams. 
you know, and they've either won or they've been close. So I don't know why my gut tells me Ark stayed at home. Something about Ark stayed at home, ULM coming off of a big emotional win over Louisiana. Mm. Those, uh, that's, I'm thinking Ark State. Ark State brings them back down to earth, which I hope they don't, but I think they will because I kind of want them on cloud nine when we go there, 6-0. So, or 5-0, excuse me. Yeah. 5-0. I'm thinking of being six and zero once we leave. That's what it is. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the last one is Troy at Western Kentucky. Go Troy, man! I'll take Troy. I'll take Troy in that game. Yeah, I do too. I'll take Troy in that game. So, guys, we have just gone around the belt. If anybody's keeping score at home, uh, TD is doing very well in his Sun Belt predictions. If you don't believe me, just ask him. Sometimes he likes to sound his own horn. Oh, uh, like Georgia State. Oh, Jesus. Can they come up with something different? That is the most obnoxious. No, that is the most obnoxious thing in college football. Jesus Christ, man. Like, And it's not even like there's no trains going into Atlanta like no, that. No, there's like, no. Uh-uh. Jesus. Lord. All right, can we break down this game, man? Because there, there's actually as much on the field as off the field that I'd like to break down. I, I know y'all would too, man. I'll go ahead and hit us up with some uh, – Numbers like usual. Our stat lines from Georgia State brought to you by Chad Lunsford Beer. You can either get fired or fired up after drinking Chad Lunsford Beer. Try their new and ironically named beer, Statesboro Stout. Titty, what do you think about that one? <laughs> Just a quick plug. Um, I like it. You know, it's it, it should be drink six and get fired. Oh. Not, uh, <laughs> oh. He had one up me. Georgia State, Coastal had 278 yards rushing. Georgia State only had 78. CCU's total offense was 540. The defense had four takeaways. GSU quarterback was sacked twice and picked off twice. CJ Beasley, excuse me, had 148 yards rushing. Jared Brown, 129 yards receiving. Coastal's leading tackler was Trey Pinckney. He had 10 total tackles. And an interception. And, guys, uh, as I'm wrapping that up, I did say something funny on social media about the day Jared Brown had. First, Sorry, two things. First off, one of my favorite things to follow on Twitter and Instagram is Big Game Boomer. They kind of cover the whole gamut of the whole country, and they do some stuff that's tongue-in-cheek. They listed the top receiving performances across the country. Jared Brown was in the top ten of their rankings as far as top receiving performances. Then the second one, what came from, I think might have been a group of five guys. I had a picture of Jerry Brown running the football, and it said that this past weekend in Atlanta, Grayson McCall went to Jared. Oh. Oh. See what, see what that uh, – It's mm-hmm. a good reaction, guys. Thanks. I didn't I feel run. like I'm kind of like uh, – well, it, I, I, that was one of those off of uh, Caddyshack when he's like, mmm, mmm. Mm. <laughs> My favorite character was Judge Smales in all of Caddyshack. Judge Smales, that's him. You tell Ty Whitting I'm coming for him. And he gives him a quarter. <laughs> he gives him a quarter as a tip. That's Danny, do you want to be good? Danny? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> all right, Joe. I know. I know, Joe. I know. I can, I can see Joe's face. I've sent his Joe, boys younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> Felt I owed it to them. <laughs> The line of the movie. That's great. This week's Twitter poll, who had a better Judge Smales impression between the three of us? Oh, man. Oh, Joe, you were there. We always like to go to you, man. You were there. 
Tell us what yeah, you saw. Yeah, so, you, you know, all week Coach Chadwell stressed a, a fast start, you know, fast Ooh. start, get off to a fast start. In the offensive meeting in the morning, I, I usually sometimes go in there and sit in and watch film. Coach Corn will break the film down. And they'll, they'll go about 30 minutes, you know, show formations, you know, situations and whatnot. And when it was over, Jamie got up there, and, and, and oddly enough, Ch uh, Jilly, you'll love this. He got up there and started talking about he's a fan of the 80s, and he loved the game Punch-Out. He said <laughs> – he, he really literally started talking about Punch-Out. He said, we got to give him that uppercut. I, 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 you were the first well. person I thought of because I saw, <laughs> you know, the thing that you mentioned on wherever it was, I saw you say something about Punch-Out. But anyway, Boom, he started talking about Punch-Out. There you go. Boom. He said, we got to knock him out. And so immediately we come <laughs> out in this game. We get the big kickoff return from Matthew McDoo in the midfield. And then what we had seen in what I'd seen in film study was we're going to try to, we're going to line Jared Brown up and try to get him on the perimeter early. We bring Sam Pickney across. Boom, he clears it out. There goes the wheel. That linebacker is still looking around trying to figure out where Jared Brown went. You know, 50 hey. yards, one play. We're in the end zone. Touchdown. We get a three and out. Boom. We run the option. Grayson, you know, times it perfectly. Little forward pass, you know, shovel pass, boom, we're in 14 nothing, and we never look back. Defense was disrupted. Chili, you mentioned the big stat, I think, right there 70, whatever it was, rushing yards for Georgia State. They had rushed yeah, for 200 yeah. plus in 10 of 11 games coming in. They had 200 plus in 10 of 11 before we played them. They didn't get to 80 yards. Our, our defensive front, is, I think, is as good and ta as talented as we've ever been there. Disruptive all night long, created all sorts of chaos, stuffed them at the point of attack. Offense, you know, we, we got what we wanted, even when Grayson went down. You know, for, for whatever reason you want to think, you know. Jet Guest came in. Jet Guest came in and, and took us down there and got the one that, that, that sealed the game, trucked the dude at the end zone, and, you know, we won the game. It was a big win for us. We looked really good. Best we've looked all year. Best I think Grayson has looked all year, too. He threw some seeds out there. He looked like Grayson to me, you know, honestly. He, he, he threw the ball well, and it was, it was something to feel good about. Yeah, it, what I saw too, Joe, was again the, the dovetailing of what um, what you saw until I, I know you saw it from home, like I did. But what I saw was that was the first time that our offense looked like an accordion. We had them going in and out and and vertical and, and horizontal. I mean, they we look we spread them deep, then we throw it short. We throw it short, we go deep. We go we go you know we run it up, we run it you know we run it out. I mean, Beasley running the ball as hard yeah. as he is. Jared Brown out the backfield. Sam Pitney with a few catches. Uh, Mobley with a few catches. We had them for the first time, in my humble opinion, this year. That was the first time all year where a defense questioned what they were aligned in almost every other play because we had them on skates. And I, you could tell because there was constant. Now, some of that was, yeah, somebody, yeah, if you want to tell me about the depth of their team and they lost their starting linebacker, Carroll. I get that. But let me tell you something. I'm not one of those that says you should add points back. But we had a 75-yard run call back for a hands-to-the-face call, which, by the way, is the most bogus call down football. Then we had a missed field goal. First missed field goal all year. It happens. We're human. I'll take it. So there's 10 points right there. Now, I'm not quick on that, but we scored 42, right? That's 52. And if the kid on the defensive end in the fourth quarter off of Jared Guest didn't make a just – Go ahead and get your little bleep thing up. Hellaciously great athletic play. I, I think y'all agree. He made an absolute bizarre athletic play and ran yeah. it back for a touchdown. You got to get a kick credit. I'll take anything away from him. But if you add 10 and take that bizarre play away, 
or even leave it in. I mean, it's a 52 to 24 ball game. That game is not even remotely close. That is, you know, the score kind of suggests there for a little while. But offensively, to Joe's point, the running game was working. We had him going in and out. And it's the first time I'd seen Grayson McCall comfortable this year behind that O line. And to Joe's point, Chili, Joe said it. We, and we, we discussed this. I, I, I highlighted it based off of what y'all said the last three episodes. We saw three distinctly different offenses on defense, and we saw three distinctly different defenses on defense. Why does that matter, Steel Nation, Strut Nation? We've had to struggle through three completely different concepts to where now we see Atlanta. I mean, we go down to Atlanta, we see Georgia State. There's nothing that Georgia State could really throw at us other than their athleticism that was going to catch our guys off guard. At least that's what I saw from looking inside the helmet. Defensively, what do we have now? 16 turnovers on the year. We, we're tied with Southern Cal. 14. 14, excuse me. Thank you. 14 turnovers, and we're tied for Southern Cal in the country for turnovers. That was something we couldn't do last year. The last little tidbit I want to put around this before I move on to something else after. I know you all want to put something else on this, but turnovers, we can't get lost in did we or did we not score points off turnovers. Sometimes, Teal Nation, Strut Podcast Nation, turnovers can be a, a drive killer, possession stealer, even if points aren't manufactured, right? That's a way you can steal a possession. That's a way you can demoralize an offense. You also start getting them to question what they're doing, who they can throw through, how long they can block for. Do we need to leave this guy in chip? So instead of taking the running back out to the flat, and I saw that towards the end of the game, Joe. I don't know if y'all, you and Lane recognize that, but they they started to leave some of the backs and tight ends in a little more to get some chipping because our, to your point, our front seven were getting after his backside, man. And they started had to leave a few guys in, which what does that do? That eliminates a route downfield. That eliminates an option downfield because they were so concerned about protecting QB1 for them, they couldn't extend some of their routes. They couldn't get some of their uh, concepts in motion because, again, they had to sit back and block a little more in the third and fourth quarter because of the aggressiveness and because of the pressure we put on them. That's going to make a difference coming up in what I'm talking about with Georgia Southern, the fact that Kyle Van Trees to date has yet to have been sacked all year. Let me just add a couple of bows to that, and I'll turn it back over to Chili. You mean you mentioned turnovers. 14 turnovers forced this season. We forced 13 all of last year. Four games now, we forced 14. We have 32 tackles for loss in four games. 32 tackles for loss. That is creating disruption and chaos. We're getting after people, and the run defense is as good as I've ever seen it around here. I mean, this is, you know, that again, that's a team that rushed for 200 yards all the time, and they didn't get anything against us. They, they got nothing. You know, Josiah Stewart had a big game. Jamar Brown, Braylon Ryan. These are some of the coaches. This is what some of the stuff that Coach Ch uh, Coach Staggs has passed along to me. You know, Trey Pinckney, JT Killen, those guys really played well. Gerard Clark was their player of the game, the staff's player of the game the other night. Uh, you know, he was a major force inside. He was dominant. They couldn't block him. So those are some mm -hmm. of the guys that stood out. And of course, Trey Pinckney once again led us in tackle. tackles, had an interception. You know, Charles Allen had a pick. So, you know, a lot of times we talk a, a lot about offense, but uh, I want to want to highlight the defense and the job that they did. Big-time job. And then, of course, one one quick last thing. Jarrett Guest, third down and six. We're up by 10. He had just thrown that pick. We got to get a first down. You know, it's, it's 10 points there with about six minutes to go, and he scrambles for 26. As soon as that happened, it was like, you know, it's all over for those guys. 
We go right. Did you see him? Did yeah. you see him grow up? I almost grow up. In front yeah. Of like I swear. Yeah. I swear you could, as a former player, you could see the walk was different. I don't yeah. know if y'all noticed that, but like he just had a different like. Okay, I got over the hump because I've played and look, I like Jared Guess, I like all our kids, but y'all y'all know he's played a lot of cleanup duty when we're ahead three, four, five touchdowns. And to see that kid come in, he just threw a pick six on an absolute bizarre athletic play, comes right back down, and he trucked that kid going to the end zone. Absolutely hammered that kid. You literally saw him get like two inches taller. The one thing I want to say is this. We talked about it on the last podcast, and I'm I'm a toot my own horn, Chili, for this purpose. No, not not being funny. I said it. If, if if when you play Georgia State, the way that program is right now, you get up by three or four touchdowns late in the game. Their lack of character, their attitude, all that comes to show. And I'll say it: that kid had McCall's ankle. They started chipping people. It was the same thing two years ago when we were down there. The same exact thing. They start hitting late. They start. Um, hitting in the legs, they start grabbing on ankles, they start chirping more, and, and their coaches are doing it. Look, I, I like your boy, Georgia State, but when it comes to when his program gets down three or four touchdowns, Sean Elliott's program unravels. That program unravels quickly when they're in a late game like that, three or four. And I like Sean. I met him last year for the first time after the game. Told him congratulations. They won that game against us. But I'm going to call him out for it. His program becomes very characterless very fast in games like that it, it and i and i there, there's it, it's not that's not my only concern that's my only concern playing them man I, i'll say it so let's go to georgia southern now <laughs> uh sorry <laughs> I, it, I just get protective of our guys man it, there's, there's just no place for that in the game and i and i that was my fear on our podcast last week is if we got up like that things like that would start to happen and it did and it did. But so one. <clears throat> Titty, you good? I'm better now, man. Okay. Sorry. He may need a hug. <laughs> um let's, let's let's jump into um my favorite Sunbelt team. Here we go. Time to ladder up. Here we go. So let me uh let's just start with what we usually do when we talk about our Sunbelt opponents. Georgia Southern has a current enrollment of 27,000 students. TD, they were founded on December 1st, 1906 by a delegation of Statesboro representatives that went to the DeSoto Hotel in Savannah and decided to build an institution of higher education in Statesboro for some reason. They were the first district agricultural mechanical school. They became Georgia Normal School in 1924, Georgia's Teachers College in 1939, Georgia Southern College in 1959, and later Georgia Southern University. Now, I thought this was interesting. Football began at GSU in 1924 and ran until World War II. They disbanded football until 1982. What's amazing about that stat to me, guys, is that that school's football program actually survived prohibition. Their first team, uh, thank you. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. Their first team will hit the field in 1984. One year later, they beat TD. Arkansas State to win the national championship in 85. They win it again in 86, 89, 90, 99, and 2000. This current football program, this is another side story here. They had the current football program started, restarted in 81. Money was tight. There was not enough money to have transportation to home football games. 
The Bullock yep. County school system sold the school two buses, Joe, for a dollar each to the team. The buses have been used ever since for team bonding and transportation to Allen Paulson Stadium. The tradition continued even when the Eagles rose to powerhouse status. Not my words, theirs. This briefly ended with the arrival of Brian Van Gorder, but when they fired him, they brought that back. Georgia Southern has a couple of retired numbers. Tracy Ham, number eight. Adrian Peterson, number three. Other notable players include Rob Baronis. I think he played for the Titans for a while. Jason Foster, Jarek McKinnon, and Matt Breida. They are currently three and one. They defeated Morgan State 59 to seven. They defeated Nebraska, which everybody in the world has done, 45-42. They lost to UAB, 35-21. And this past Saturday, they defeated Ball State, 34-23. Currently, Georgia Southern is ranked as the third worst defense in the Sun Belt in yards given up. They are the second worst – sorry, they're number two in scoring offense. They've run the most plays in the Sun Belt. They've scored the most touchdowns in the Sun Belt and had the most offensive yards. They've given up the most rushing yards and the second most passing yards per completion in the conference this year. I'm going to go take a nap now. Mercy. <laughs> uh, real that quick. was some soliloquy there. That was pretty, yeah, Tyler, but, Tyler but Bass. I'm not, Tyler. But I'm not done. Oh, but y'all can go Bass. ahead and talk about the football stuff, and then we'll do, you know, Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass is a kicker for the for the Bills right now too. He's a pretty good kicker. Did I miss somebody? Tyler, Tyler Bass, Bass. He, he's a kicker Tyler for the Bass. Bills. He's a pretty good kicker. He's got a, he's got a heck of a leg on him. But no, I thought that was an excellent excellent recitation of the facts. <laughs> hey, Georgia Normal School. That that's I just I I, I, I kind of was caught when you said Georgia Normal, and I went. It's it's an oxymoronic title. <laughs> Let's go. All right. I'm just going to sit back and let y'all do this one, man. Boom. Oh, look at there. Lord. See that? Who's it, who's it? Gavin Adcox was the one who was riding the bus, drinking the beer the last time around. They got Lunsford fired, I think. And that guy's making country music now. He's making a ton of money in Nashville. So that was guy. a good career move for him. That's a great career move. He got some notoriety out, out of that thing. I think it jump started his career. Mm. That should be a great like photo. Out. That should be a great cover of his album, right? You know, he's sitting there just. He's knocking one back on the way to the game. <laughs> Is that a song, really? knocking one back on the way to the game? Hey, That's, I just came up with one. I'm going to make some lyrics to that. There you go. need to trademark that right there real quick. So, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's break them down a little bit. Joe, you want to start? Well, I mean, you know, we just went through a lot of the numbers there. You know, they averaged 40 points a game on offense, over 500 yards of total offense. They Here's a couple of stats that really jump out at me. I think, I think TD, you mentioned this. They've given up one sack. Oh, is it all one season now? long on one sack. They've given up one sack all year long. They convert sixty percent on third down. <laughs> you know, and that's and I was talking with uh, Danny Reed, their play-by-play guy, great, you know, great friend of mine. Does a great job for them. He's like they they, it's third short, third medium. They convert a lot of third and longs. They're really good, and Van Trees is really good in getting them in the kind of play that they want to be in for a third down situation. So, you know, just a couple of numbers there offensively that jump out at me. I mean, Van Trees. You know, that, that guy, you, you go to their notes and you see single season records for passing and Van Trees is already up there. And just He's played four games for them. That tells you something about how little they have thrown the football in the 40 years that they've, you know, resuscitated the program, right? I mean, it's 
been triple option stuff all over the place until now. I mean, with a few exceptions in there, very few along the way. But Van Trees is going to break every every record, you know, as long as he stays upright this season. So, I mean, it's a potent offense, but it's also a defense that gives up an awful lot, too. So, we'll see. Yeah. So, to Joe's point, so offensively, kind of just looking through the helmet real quick um, and and breaking them down. One thing that Van Trees does well, to Joe's point, they set, they set up uh, schematically and their concepts well. The one thing that, that Georgia Southern does extremely well is, they're going to run between the guards and then they're going to get hood and some of those other guys out on to the perimeter. So look for Georgia Southern, unlike anything you've probably seen Teal nation, they're going to go three, four, five wide. They're going to do a lot of swing passes, a lot of outlet passes, a lot of arrow routes. They're going to do some, some high low combos on the outside. That's what Vantrese loves. Some seams down the middle. That's what he loves to hit, but they're going to, they're going to, they're going to run the 50 or 55 draw. Um, or delayed handoff up through the guards. That's something else they enjoy doing. They're going to run the quarterback sneak with Van Trees as well. But, again, that's almost like another 50-55 draw, if you will, between the tackles. Uh, that's something that in the three games I saw that I watched, I didn't really watch Morgan State, I'll be fair with you. I watched Ball State, I watched UAB, and some of the Nebraska game. And the Ball State was abbreviated. But what I saw was they're trying to get their playmakers out onto the perimeter, spread the defense out so then – when we run between the guard, when they run between the guards, if you will, they're trying to hit for some big gains. So to Joe's point, well, I thought they had no sacks, but only one. That's still incredible. They're doing it because they have to get a quick release. That tells me if we can do, if our front seven can get pressure on them, it's going to start putting them in. Um, it's going to start putting them in some concept binds, and you know, behind the sticks a little bit. Where to Joe's point, they've been third and three and third and five most of the year. We can get them third and seven, third and nine with a few sacks or TFLs on the running backs. That'll start to put them behind the chains more and more, and it's going to start exposing what they use to get that seven yards, that nine yards, if you will. Um, defensively, they're they're doing that same kind of three three with the spurs out there, like we do, and some others. They're you know maybe a four three three four where they put that spur out there to to, to the stats that Chili and Joe y'all brought up. They are very susceptible to the passing game. Um, very susceptible to the passing game. Last week, watching McCall run the option the best he's run, throwing it off of a lot of that option read, the RPOs. Um, if I'm Georgia Southern right now, you, you basically have to throw away the first three games film. You don't, but you do because Tim looked nothing like himself the first three games. This last game, he looked identical to last year. So, schematically and conceptually for us on offense, we just, need to, we just need to attack them as we've done the last game. You know, we need to get, get our guys on the perimeter, make some good short pitching catches, and then, to Jamie's point, start fast. Have a big player two up our sleeve. But offensively, it's going to come down to this. It's going to come down to special teams. Wait, what's – um Joe, what, what's your, what, what, are your, what are your four or five checkpoints on Twitter you always put out there? Time of possession turnover um fourth quarter scoring fourth quarter the, the hidden score the, the, the hidden the hidden keys the hidden keys go through the hidden keys real quick because i wanted to bring those up tonight because those are awesome because they actually align very well with how we're going to beat georgia southern so time, of possession, time yep. of possession turnover margin fourth quarter scoring and um penalties 
So and then and then whatever intangible there there may be an intangible like a there conversion is. down, or there could be an intangible like a defensive or special teams touchdown. Or how about greater than thirty-five y- or twenty-five yards on the kickoff return? Consistent kickoff returns past the twenty-five yeah. yards, consistently getting ten. Here, so here's the other thing to think about to our listeners: if you can get ten yards on a punt return, or you can get plus yardage on the other side of the twenty-five on a kickoff return, that matters because those are halves and first downs that you're getting naturally on a return. Those are some intangibles that I look at and go. How many first downs can we get on special teams? Right? They haven't really been pressured on special teams this year. Can we get to can we get to our first wait a minute? We, we, we blocked the point, ran in for a touchdown. We've done that once already, right? Not this year. No, no, we haven't done have we done it this year? No. No, it was no, the we, uh, fumble punt snap that happened at home. Snap. Yeah, but but Buffalo Buffalo muffed the snap on a punt. We also returned yeah. a kickoff for a touchdown. But we have so not blocked the, two, the punt. We've not blocked a punt, no. This could be the game where we block our first punt and or bring it back for a touchdown. Because I saw some things for them special team-wise. They have not really been pressured the way I think we could bring pressure off the edge and up the middle with our special teams. I think McDoom is going to play a big – he and Mobley are going to play big roles on special teams. I'm telling you, Joe, you've highlighted it several times this year. Special teams has played an integral part in every single game. McDoom bringing the boom on the kickoff return set up the very next play because I don't foresee us scoring on that play if we're 25 yards back. We may get a big gainer, but it doesn't, it doesn't go uh, for 50 yards. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, TD. I, I, Jared Brown, I, I almost think like we could have started that. We could have snapped that from the one and they're not catching that kid. I mean, I, well, the way they were so fooled on that, holy cow. Fair. But it, it really helped us to have Correct. it at midfield as opposed – I mean, it was a huge advantage for us to start. We may not have even run that play from – there you go. From from, from you way go. back. So to your point, we made but I, you know, I mean Jared Brown, I kid I but we had them in such a bind on that play. They didn't know whether they were coming or going. But so you know. quickly, special teams play, get Van Treese in third and seven more often than he's third and six or less, which that could be for everybody, but Van Treese is a special quarterback. Chill Nation, you're going to see a draftable quarter. You're going to see two draftable quarterbacks on the field Saturday night. Both of them are draftable quarterbacks in the sense of they've got the tools for the next level. You're going to see that. So relish that moment. Hopefully it's a W for us, but relative to Joe's point, when it's hard, but, man, you're going to see two quarterbacks really play the position very well at the collegiate level and potentially go on to the draft. But um, such teams play offense, keep them in the accordion defense. If you can shut their offense down to 100 yards of rushing, it'll make Van Trees throw nine to ten more times a game than he's used to. And he's already throwing the ball, what, 35 times a game. If you make him throw the ball 45 times a game, I'm telling you, it'll expose their concepts over and over again to the point where our defense, Chad Staggs and them boys, they will adjust. And when they do, man, some picks. I mean, how many times – I don't have it in front of me. How many times have they turned the ball over this year, y'all, total? Oh, six. Six. They've not they've not lost a fumble and thrown six picks, so they've only been penalized. They only have thirty two penalty yards per game, so they're pretty disciplined there. Six picks, six picks in four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're three and mm. one. Yep. Yeah, but that's look that's that's a hefty number considering you haven't lost a fumble yet either, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. That's a, look. So you got to put him to that point from what the film I saw. You got to put him in three or seven or more often. 
than than he's comfortable with. And hopefully we'll get some guys back. You know, we played that game last week with both our starting cornerbacks out. You know, Lance Boykin didn't – he didn't make the trip. Jordan Strong didn't play. Shane Bruce was our leading tackler. He didn't play. You know, I mean, so those are three guys right there that hopefully we'll have back this week, which will help us. And hopefully we get Travis Geiger back at some point on the interior of that defensive front. We get Jamie said Jamie said a lot of things in his post game the other night. He said a lot of stuff. You know, I won't go through it all. But one thing he said uh, towards the end, he said, when we get our guys back, look out. Maybe this is the week some of these guys start coming back. We did have nine days. We did have we did. nine days. Yep. That. And, and look, for those who don't realize, hey, you get a W on a Thursday night and then you get nine days to recover and also rehab some guys, it doesn't seem like much, but the Big. play where, hey, if you can get some of these guys in and, and they can give eight plays, Joe, ten plays, Chili, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like much, but they can give eight or ten plays to some of these other guys that are rotating in. Those are a couple of plays where these guys can catch your breath recover, get back in, and now you get depth. More, more. i tell you what we're doing. We're 4-0, and we have played a ton of young talent. Yes, we have. Man, Manny Stokes and Jacob Prochet did a great job on our corners last week. I mean, with, with, with those the starters out, you know, a guy like Charles Arnold came in there, did a great job. You know, mm-hmm. we have Trey Pinkney has stepped in the last couple of weeks and looked like a daggum all-conference player, you know, really, seriously. You know, Braylon Ryan, they said he, Braylon Ryan played with violence consistently last week. <laughs> Hopefully that kid will keep that going. That's a good phrase. A, Isn't that great? He played violently consistently. <laughs> I'm writing that one down, Joe. How about the old Georgia Tech transfers coming through for us in Atlanta, too? What, Man, Manny Johnson's coming along. He really is playing some good football the last couple of weeks, as is Jaquan Griffin. Yep. Those, those transfers, they just needed that. You know, Beasley reminds me of somebody, too. I know he's not one of these, but just for an analogy's sake, he strikes me as a back. The more you feed him, the stronger he gets. He just yep. strikes me as one of those kids. Yep. So, these these the, old, the Georgia Tech connection, the boys from Georgia Tech there, they just strike me as kids. They just needed some PT, and the more PT they get, the more comfortable they get, the more comfortable they get, the more aggressive they get. Yep. And the more aggressive they get, the better productive they're going to get for us. And that's just, again, we get Geiger back, we get a few guys back. Like Joe said, you better get us now. Joe, it may not be this season. You you better get us now. I'm telling you what. <laughs> I, I like us against anybody right now. That's right, man. They ain't nobody in the conference after last weekend. Again, I'm, I'm not saying we could beat anybody and everybody in the country. but It's wide We're, open, man. It's wide it, open. It's, it's wide it, open. This conference. I, there, like I said in my blog, I don't, know that, I don't know that there's anybody that you can eliminate right now as far as mm-hmm. making a conference championship game other than JMU and only because they're ineligible. Anybody but, else? I, I don't, you know, I, I don't rule anybody out at this point, the way this thing uh-huh. is developing. Uh-uh. Well, let's go ahead and slide into uh, the uh, last part of our show here. And, guys, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but I don't really have a commercial. That's definitely bad news. But I felt <sighs> it was time, since we're playing Georgia Southern, uh. to expand – my vocabulary. Uh, Many Georgia Southern fans will tell you that you had them at Merlot when you speak to them. Are you confused? Well, don't worry. Beer happy. Still confused? Well, what the ale? Let's talk about Georgia Southern. It appears on offense they were born to rum. But call me old-fashioned, but when it comes to drinking puns, I am Prosecco to none. I feel I can do anything. 
if things start not to go your way, Georgia Southern, keep your gin up. Later, take the time to wind down. As you come to Conway this week, remember it could be a rainy field, but not too socky. Give your fans a Riesling to believe in you. I really have no Kahlua what it will happen Saturday, but maybe you will fall behind and your fans will tell you whiskey that you will try harder. A loss Saturday will put your relationship with your fans on the rocks. It may even push them to make poor decisions. I'm sure you can find a good book like Tequila Mockingbird to read afterwards and reflect on what we do to you Saturday. Hmm. You can always use your glasses to read or just drink from the bottle. If we don't see you before, we'd like to wish you happy alcoholidays. Jesus, Mary, just make it stop. <laughs> make it stop. Chill. No, I, I actually the the Chaucer of the Carolinas has struck once again. <laughs> the Chaucer of the Carolinas. Oh, and I, and I know again. I know the president likes the other one, but I mean, because he he gave you a nice shout out. But I like I will, Chaucer I mean, of the Carolinas. Honestly, that just came from the fact that I could not think of a commercial I could associate with this. And since TD labeled this my lather week, I thought I'd go ahead and maybe try something a little different. I like it. And that's, that's cool. <laughs> that was the result. All, yeah, for those that are new to this truck podcast, which we hey, we're we're now we're we have doubled our following and doubled our listens uh over this time last year. So it's kind of a neat watermark. So for those that don't know, we all each have a lather week. Uh, Chili's is Georgia Southern, mine is App State, and Joe is TBD. But I got a hunch, Joe's. I, I don't know. I, I got I got a feeling. I think I got it's, one for Joe that well that may come. TD, I think if I think you did a really good segue. I know you probably did it on purpose because you're a very purposeful person. This past week's Twitter poll was what is Joe's lather week? Joe, there you go. We put it to the there fans. Here were the fans' four choices. We had Marshall, JMU, Louisiana, and Georgia State. Now, Joe, I I tried to be as even as I could because I tried to pick like JMU because of our history with them. And I didn't see the app state thing coming, even though TD says he did see it coming. Hold please. There you go. Um, Louisiana, just because of you know what we did to them and how they were real sore during the COVID year, how they blamed us for not giving them a chance to try and beat us again. Marshall, just because I just thought it'd be a good one. And then Georgia state, because we know, you know, it's Georgia state. With 15% of the vote, Louisiana came in last, which is what happened to them again on Saturday. JMU and Marshall tied at 23. And Joe, your lather game as appointed to you by Strut Nation and Teal Nation with 38% of the popular vote. Remember, it was James Madison, TD, won this past week. Georgia State, Joe, has been officially ordained. Let me do this real quick. Well, I didn't even have a chance to get all lathered up. You know, I do, even, do it lather now. Get get going. Yeah, I mean, TD, get I, him going. I, well, you got yeah. next, next year. Hey, you know what it is? It, you could you you know why it's your lather week? It's because they put y'all in the worst yes. location. Yeah, it's it's why. just you know it's. They said Joe's coming. Stick whole, him right that here. That whole that whole setup is just oh my gosh. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> ask ask any announcer in this league. I mean, I you know I, I'm not going to say anything bad about their people. They're good people. I like Dave over there. He's he's been their radio guy for 40 years. You know, and he's he's a good guy. And they tried to help us out with the wireless stuff and whatnot. But it's just it's such a mess. It's so ridiculous. I mean, they're 
you know, there there are, you know, 60,000 seats, you know, uh, 60,000 fans that come dressed as empty seats. You're telling me that you can't find a place somewhere in that stadium, somewhere with a horizontal sight line that we could go. I'll set up outside. I don't care. Just, just can I have, can I have a power plug? That's all I need. You know, I can just get a hot spot and we can hot spot the game. I am. Uh, I, I don't need anything. Why? why? <laughs> We, we found wait, mission this, accomplished. Mission accomplished. Hey, oh, it's it's so fr it's so frustrating. I, I don't I don't Joe. even I don't even look forward to go, honestly don't look forward to going there just because of that. But you know what? You, you got to do it. You got to figure out. You figure out a way. Figure out a way. So anyway, that was in the rearview mirror. Whatever. Well, did, did 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 we hit a nerve? It's called lather <laughs> week. We, it's lather week. Joe. All right. So <laughs> Georgia State at Georgia State. That's double lather. lather. That's double, That's double lather, lather for Joe. That's double lather. Hey, Joe, <laughs> okay. you strike me he, as a Joe, man. You're out. tired from that lather rant. Look at him. He's had to sit back and suck. Oh, it. well, it's past my bedtime anyway, so you're really getting me cranky to start with. I mean, we need to play games in the daytime, Chili, but, I mean, you're really getting me kind of where I need to be laying down in bed watching Monday Night Football ready to turn the light off. But, All right, well, I've know. got two quick things, Joe, and we'll end All the right. show so you can watch Matlock. Um, <laughs> first Matlock. off, tailgate Andy, of the week. Andy Griffith. <laughs> tailgater of the week we got a video sent to us by a friend of a previous tailgater of the week the fellow's name is zach uh i'm guessing zach's about six seven years old td i don't know if you and joe if y'all saw the video but zach in a tribute to brian quigley took his oh. apple juice box My man. while he's shirtless dude's got a buzz cut hairdo and he takes his apple juice joe he chugs it right down he slams it down and gives us the scariest growl ever <laughs> So our I friend Zach, you are this week's tailgater of the week. TD, don't go anywhere. Come out, it's wait, time. Zach. Zach, that Zach. a way to strut, buddy. That a way to That's strut. That's what I'm talking buddy. about. That a way to strut. Joe, he delayed me inevitable. TD, oh, trivia time. CCU's first ever road game win was on a Thursday night at North Greenville. This is not true or false. That's true. As mentioned by Coach Bennett on our first walkthrough CCU football that we released last month, Coastal won that game 49-39. I think you were probably there. I was. TD, the question is, who scored the first TD, TD, in that first ever road win on a Thursday night at North Greenville, 49-39 victory over the – are they the Crusaders? Is that right? Yes. They okay. are the – well, they – they're, I think they're the Crusaders. North Greenville. Yeah. Yeah, they're the Crusaders. Yeah, the mm -hmm. Crusaders. So, TD, your um, question is, who scored the first TD in that road victory at North Greenville? Well, we didn't get our first pass play until about five weeks, six weeks in, so it wasn't a receiver. Um, it was I, can't, I, I can't remember that either, honestly. I, I would give a guess, but – well, well, I, I'm going to get to go with Andres Perkins, or it was either Andres Perkins, Pat Hall, or Fig, um, or Tally. Um, hmm. Are you reading off the roster at this point, Titty? No, I, I'm thinking back <laughs> at that game. Because we were down and we came back and we we scored a bunch of unanswered points and mm, sure did. I'm trying to I'm trying to think who sparked that entire comeback with the run and it was a short 
it was a short yarded run, wasn't it? I mean, give me that. It was like it was inside the ten, if I thought. Yeah. If you'll pardon think, the expression, you are in the right ballpark. Yeah. Was it? I think it was Andres Perkins. I'll go to Andres Perkins. Final answer. Andres Perkins. Joe, you want to take a stab at it? That's who I would say too. The answer is Ren McKinnon. Ah, uh, how about that? Quarterback sneak. Yep. If you go to goccusports.com, click on the football tab. They've been doing this uh, all season where they showcase uh, important wins over 20 seasons of football. And this week, there's an article, like the Sun News article is there, and there's a picture of Ren McKinnon running the football as the cover photo of that. So your answer was Ren McKinnon. Wait a minute. Hey, Joe, Joe, did he do – was that when Ren ran the uh, – he he ran like the he ran a B back fake with Perk and then like it was not a naked boot but it was a naked end around. He came off the right side. Actually, I remember that now. I want to say it was a naked. It was like a. I mean, it was there was no back there. It was just him going around the right side. I'll take your um, word for it. God Almighty, that is right. According Lord to the article, he scored on an eight yard touchdown run. Yeah, and then then we had like a thirty five point second quarter and just blew them out of the water. That's crazy. So the other there's another record in that game that is interesting, the Sean Claire fans. The longest uh the longest flag throw by a head football coach was one David Bennett when he picked the flag up just inside the numbers to the sideline and proceeded to chuck that flag all the way back to the middle of the field, almost hitting the umpire because he disagreed with a personal foul call. What subsequently got us and a sportsman-like call, so I backed this up. Not 15 yards, 30 yards. <laughs> that he did. Well, TD, speaking of that, you know, we had Coach Bennett on a walk through CCU football, Volume 1. Volume 2, since we're recording this on September 26th, Volume 2 dropped today. It was Coach Moglia's turn to talk to us, and that one is out now. Guys, it dropped at noon today, and it's about 9.45 right now. We've already had 20 plays since we dropped it at noon, so that one's already out of the box going very well. So, fans, if you are listening to this one, you can, you can go back and listen to them. I've listened to them you know, more than once. We hear them you know, more than once as we record these things, but you always pick up something brand new from the first two volumes of a walk through CCU football with Coach Bennett and now with Coach Mowgli. So please go back and check that out, You know, Coach Bennett's. Coach Moglias is out today. Joe, where can we find you? Cashin J68 on Twitter. Also Joe Cashin on Facebook. And uh, gosh, I think it's Joe Cashin1968 on Instagram. You can also catch Coach Chadwell and me for the Coach Chadwell radio show from Walk On Sports Bistro every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 on Hot Talk 99.5 if you can't make it out there. And uh, we will have our pregame show Myrtle Beach Family Golf Countdown to kick off Coastal and Georgia State on Saturday as it stands right now if the game does not get moved. And uh, I'm not hearing any rumblings that it is. So we will be on the air at 2.30 for a 4 o'clock kickoff. Hopefully the stuff will be blown out and uh, we'll, we'll have some decent weather. Usually us and Georgia Southern usually play in a monsoon, but uh, hopefully it'll blow out of there and uh, we'll have some good weather, 4 o'clock kick. And hopefully we'll see, you know, all the tickets look like they're sold out. So that's wonderful. It's family weekend. So I hope yep. the weather holds off, and let's let's get some teal in these seats. Yeah, man. TD, don't hide from the fans. Where can they find you on social media? Tr underscore Danley and Travis Dan on uh, Twitter, and Travis Danley on 
uh, Facebook. I'll tell you what, we were less than 500, Joe, uh, before uh, I left work today. Somebody called me and asked about tickets, and I said, you better get them now because they're going mm-hmm. better than waffles at the Waffle House. I mean, I'm telling you, pancakes at the house of Flapjacks there, Chili. <laughs> hey, faster than a six-pack of Chad Lund for Stout at your local IGA or food line. Oh, he's good. He <laughs> is good. That's good. Potential sponsors, if you're listening, TD can do that for you. Just like that. Hey, hey. Go ahead. All right. So you can find the Strut Podcast. Another dynamite drop in, TD. You can find the Strut Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the Strut Podcast. Facebook, just type in the Strut Podcast. YouTube, same thing. Type in the Strut Podcast. When you our YouTube site comes up, click subscribe because you get updates when we drop the videos of these wonderful romps through CCU Podcastdom. And you can go to the blog site, thestrutpodcast.wordpress.net. You can read Joe's latest one. Joe, I put one up maybe a couple days before you about just the youth of our football team and how they are doing to date. So I've got one up there. TD's still trying to figure out how a typewriter works, so he's not had a blog put up yet. But that's okay, TD. I think I'm a. I think I'm a dictate. I think I'm gonna get one of my uh, positions like Dragon Dictation and just dictate it. That way I can go right in. Hey, are we a teal out? Or are we a? I know we we're a blackout versus App State. We were whiteout versus Buffalo, bro. We is this the weekend we do a teal out? I don't know. There's got to be a pink out game coming up too, because this is I'm October not now coming up. On that. I, well, I know. Well, maybe homecoming is the teal out versus ODU. That would make teal, sense. We, 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 I thought we had a teal out against Army and then a white out against Buffalo. Yeah, but then I think we're doing a blackout versus App State. There is a pink out coming, I think, too, or something like that. But I, I thought we had a promo. Teal out. I don't yeah, know. and most days of the week, Georgia Southern is already blacked out. Oh, oh, that. That that cross check brought to you by Chad Lunch for Stout. Not only a six pack will get you. Uh, forget it, never mind. Folks, Bye. if you're thinking about sponsoring the Strut Podcast, TD could read ads just like that, maybe slightly better. Totally he might even better. practice it before he reads it on air. It's it's terrific. Oh, man. oh since Chad Lunsford doesn't have a job, it's actually Chad Lunsford Light Beer right now because he's having to get it half off. We're having a brainstorming session at the worst possible time, Joe. Yeah, we are. Tell me about it. <laughs> right. Everybody have a great week. Hopefully, we can see you Saturday at 4 o'clock. Uh, again, Joe, we don't know about the weather right now, but we're just going to kind of keep things in place. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you at 4 o'clock Saturday at the Big Hooter, TD, Brooks Stadium. The Big Hooter. The Big Hooter. Stay tuned, for, stay tuned to Go CCU Sports for any updates on game time changes. But as we record this one, on a yep. Monday night, September 26th, we're, uh, we're all all systems go. So if it changes, go to go CCU Sports. Sean's up. Sean's yep. up. Sean's up. Strut Nation, Teal Nation, thanks for listening to this episode of The Strut. As you can see, TD does what he does when it comes to trivia. We uh, had a really good chance to go through and look at what's coming up this week on Georgia Southern. Now, as we're recording this, we're not quite sure what the uh, hurricane's going to do as far as the game goes. We're recording this on a Monday the 26th, and the game is scheduled to go on as normal 
on a Saturday, four o'clock kickoff. Again, we have no idea what is in store for us when it comes to the weather, the way the uh, storm may turn. If you're local, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we're gonna go ahead and get this episode out to you like we always do on our regular Thursday drop. So I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll get to see you at Brook Stadium, AKA the Big Hooter, this Saturday. Shots up. Thank you.